Amen. Give the Lord some praise as we... So, we'll be looking at the seven most important questions of Jesus. And we are looking at the third question of Jesus. I, I, so, uh, November, I'm starting a series, The Life Changes. So, we are going to break into this uh, series to be able to do that series. Then we'll come back to this again. But the seven most important questions of Jesus. So far, we have looked at two of the questions... And today we want to look at the third question. The third question. In Matthew 9 verse 28, Jesus asked, Do you believe I am able to do this? Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe I am able to do this? This is a very, very, very important question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? What is this, this? Every one of us has a this. Something, an event, a situation that is so pressing and so demanding that has defied all our wisdom, our efforts, our connections, our abilities, our intelligence and we have come to that place where the only option we have is to believe God to do this. The whole foundation of the Christian life is based on faith. That's why the Bible says the just shall walk by faith. You see, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If, if, if you dance before him without faith, if you give your offerings without faith, it does not please him. The only way to please God is to believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. We'll be trying to answer this question. Do you believe I am able to do this? Do you believe that God is able to change your life before the end of the year? How many of you believe? Do you believe that from that village without electricity and water God can make you the president of your country? Do you believe that who who is jobless today, God can make you an entrepreneur that will employ over a thousand people? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you who left school can become a lecturer and the president of a university soon? Do you believe that? Do you believe that from the bottomless pit God can lift you up to the highest mountain top? Do I have some believers in the house? Do I have some believers in the house? Your faith is crucial what you believe 
is important. Thank you. Do you believe that God is able to turn that test into a testimony? You see, God only acts based on what you believe. God cannot outdo the level of what you believe he can do for you. If you believe he will make you a president, he will. If you believe he will make you a CEO of a multinational company, he will. If you believe he will make you the, the next dangote of Africa, he will. He can only do what you believe. Turn with me now to Matthew chapter 9, the verse 27 to the verse 30. As Jesus went from there, that is reading from the NIV, Two blind men followed him, calling out. Two blind men. Two blind men. So there's a situation here. Two blind men. There's, there's a situation. Calling out. Have mercy on us, son of David. When they had gone indoors, the blind men came to him. They followed him. And then when he had entered his bedroom, the blind men followed him to the bedroom. And he asked them, Do you believe I am able to do this? Do you believe I am able to do this? Do you believe I am able to do this? It is not how long you pray. Prayer is crucial. But it is the belief behind the prayer. Do you believe I can do this? Jesus, we, we heard that you raised you raise the dead. We've heard that you, you healed the blind before. We heard how you called Lazarus from the tomb after four days. Why are you asking us if we still believe? But you see, Jesus is not going to work a miracle for you because he worked a miracle for someone else. The miracle he worked for that person was based on that person's faith. So your miracle will also be based on your faith. What Jesus does for me is based on what I believe he is able to do. What he does for you is what you believe he is able to do. Are you here? Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. Because everybody must come with their own cup of tea. Everybody must come with their own level of belief, faith, belief. The belief that God is able. 
There are some of you I know the COVID-19 has hit you so hard. But if you believe that God can get you out of this mess, he will. There's some of you, I know your marital life has been hit so hard. But if you believe that God can face that marriage again and give you a second chance at marriage, that is better and more enjoying than the previous one, he will. If, if you believe that God can heal your body, he will. It is your belief. It is your belief. He will do it according to your faith. Your God is the size of your faith. If you have a small faith, you see a small God. If you have a big faith, you see a big God. What manifests in your life, it is your faith that pulls it from the realms of the spirit into the realms of the physical. That husband is still in the realms of the spirit. That job is still in the realms of the spirit. That great testimony is still in the realms of the spirit. If you believe that he can do it, he will pull it down into your life. But you see, to be able to believe him, you have to grow your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That is why you must be a student of God's word and study God's word and come to church and hear life transforming and faith uplifting messages so that you can believe that God can do it. You can believe that God can do it. Abraham believed and at the age of 100 had a child. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you believe him, he will do it. It doesn't matter the problems you are going through. It does not matter which month we are in at the end of this year. It doesn't matter whether you lost your job by COVID. It doesn't matter what happened to you, what COVID did to you. It does not matter the number of witches and wizards in your family. It does not matter the curse in your family. If you believe he can do this, he will do it. If you have that faith in him, in the son of God, that he is able to do what he has promised, he would do it. If you get discouraged and you have doubts, God doesn't answer the prayer of a double-minded person. He doesn't, he does not work miracles for double-minded people. He that comes to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. If you don't believe in God, and you don't believe he can meet your needs and solve that problem, then why are you in church? 
Because this life, the Christian life, is a faith-based life. You have to believe him to the point of death. Are you here? Now, I want to quickly look at something that I call the ableness of God. I believe that there are about seven things that God is able to do for you. Number one, he is able to protect you. Psalm 91 verses 11 and 10 from the King James verses 10 and 11 from the King James Version. There shall no evil before thee. You didn't hear what I just read. There shall no evil before thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee and to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, do you know that there is an angel on assignment in your life? I had a testimony of a former wizard who became a Christian and was sharing it at a crusade of an evangelist. And he said that, when the evangelist was driving to the crusade grounds, they made up their mind to cause an accident and to let him die. But when the car got to where they had, they wanted to ambush him, they saw that angels were carrying the car. Angels were carrying the car. And so they couldn't cause the accident. And that was why how the chief, uh, the chief wizard in that community became a Christian. Another testimony ahead of a prayer warrior totally committed to Christ. Whom the auntie, the mother, the mother um, had joined a group of witches and it was time for her to bring her son for chop chop. So they sent, they sent a witch to go and get the soul of that guy. When they got there, the bedroom, on top of the bedroom, on the, on the roof where they would stand to pull his soul, there was fire burning there. So they couldn't. So those weak, weak, witches went back to report that Charlie, we couldn't. They sent stronger witches. This time when they got there, the fire was not there. But an angel with a sword was standing on the roof waiting for them. Do you know the things? If God should open your eyes to show you how he has protected you and guarded you and brought you this far. Like you will never doubt that God is able to protect you. There are now, now fetish priests and priestesses that have turned themselves into herbalists. And there are Christians today who are going to them and pretending to be collecting herbs. There are Christians today going to places to collect rings and talismans and all those things to come to church. It is because you do not believe that he is able to protect you. 
No evil shall come near thy dwelling. And no plague will come to your, to your house. So coronavirus is in Ghana, but you must believe that it will not come near you. Because God is able to protect you. Not only you, he's able to protect that marriage, he's able to protect that job, he's able to protect every single thing you commit into his hands. If you believe he can, give him some shout of praise. Deuteronomy 1, 3, 30 says that, For the Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. God is gone ahead of you. You are not in this world to fight. Your God is fighting for you. He's fought your battles for you. Number two, he is able to provide for you. Philippians 4.19 And my God will meet all your needs according to, the rich, according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God will meet all your needs. You don't have to steal. You don't have to manipulate the books in your office. To get any money, God is able to meet your need. I was sharing with the people in the Volta region yesterday how far God has brought me and where he's taking me. Every single need in my life, he has. Now, need, need, when you, when you are in need, you become, you, you, you fall at the mercies of people. When you are in need. I remember my need days. You go and look for somebody. The person is there. You will sit from morning till evening before you are given access. Because the person knows why you are there. Need push you at the mercies of many people. But when my faith grew and I started believing God that God is able to meet all my needs and I made it my mind set that I do not have to ask anybody to meet my need. When I ask God to meet my need, He knows those He will touch, that He will meet my need through them. And I've seen God meeting my needs. And He meets it according to His riches. Not according to the riches of the of the government of Ghana. He, he does it according to His riches. Are you here with me? I can prophesy on you and I can speak to you that before the year will end, there is a need in your life. There is this need in your life that you have been struggling with over the years. Before this year will end, on the authority of my calling as a high-ranking officer of the kingdom, I declare and decree that God shall meet that need. If you believe your amen should be better than that. He won't leave you jobless. He won't, he won't leave you homeless. He will not leave you cashless. He will meet that need. He has the capacity to meet that need. But you must believe that he is able. You must believe that he is able. 
And God will meet that need. My spiritual father taught me and said that if you want respect and you want to be valued by your church members, never share your needs with them. Tell God about your needs. And God will meet your need through someone. And when God is meeting your need through someone, he meets it according to his riches. According to God's riches. Can I pray for someone here? I see an angel of the Lord coming your way before the end of this year. God is sending an angel to meet that need. If you believe your amen should be better than that. Wow. What a God we serve. Number three, he is able to promote you. He is able to promote you. First Samuel 2 verse 8. He raises, he raises the poor from the dust. And lifts the needy from the ash heap. And he sees them with the princesses. With the princes. And has them inherit a throne of honor. God is able to lift you. From where you are, he is able to lift you. Ah, ah, ah. He is able to lift you. Brother, God is able to lift you. Hear, listen to my testimony over and over and believe that if God can take a beggar's son, a beggar's son from Adabraka in a tab, <laughs> baby's house, in that house, from that single room with one window, no ceiling, nine people sleeping there, if God will go past everybody in Trazago Valley and walk past airport and walk past uh, cantonment and walk past Roman Ridge and come to Adabraka opposite the mosque and pick a beggar's son and transform his life then you should believe that God is able to promote you God is able to lift you from the Mary clay he is able to lift you from that valley he is able to lift you from that mess he is able to lift you from that dung hill he is able to lift you from those ashes he is able to lift you from those lonely place he is able to lift you up God is able and you must have this belief and if you have this belief that is what will drive you to serve him more You must believe that one day, one day, you don't know when, you don't know how, but some way, somehow, God will take you from the last and bring you to the first. Some way, somehow, He will take you from the bottom and put you above them. Some way, somehow, he will reach down to that valley and lift you up from there and put you on that mountain top. You must believe that God is able. You need to believe 
You just need to believe that he will get you out of that mess. He will get you out of that prison. He will lift you up of that, that shackles and bring you out. It looks like nobody knows you yet. But he will take all the dark clouds and your stars shall appear soon. And when they lift up their eyes, they will see you as a star. Up there, up there, up there. If he was able to take Joseph from the prison in a foreign land to the palace, then this same God is able to take you from nowhere to somewhere. Able to lift you as a nobody to somebody. Just believe that he can and he will. Just believe that he can and he will. Shout, I believe. God is able. God is able. The Bible is littered with stories of how God took ordinary people and made extraordinary things from them. From the backside of the desert, he took David and brought him to the palace and changed his life. God can change your life overnight. If you believe, he can. If you believe, he can. He will cause you to inherit the throne of Anna. You will no longer eat from the crumbs that falls from the table, but you will eat from the table. You will sit down with great men and eat together and make decisions together. They will soon need you. They will soon come and call you. Those who rejected you will soon see that you have become the chief cornerstone. Those who look down upon you will forever regret they ever did that. They ever looked down upon you. If I'm talking to you, if I'm prophesying, I feel I'm prophesying to someone here. If you are the one I'm talking to, your amen should be better than the amen you said previously. He is able to protect. He is able to provide and he is able to promote. The next number four, he is able to purify you. He is able to purify. He is able to purify you. Listen. Isaiah 1 verse 18. Come now. Come now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Come now. Let us reason together. Says the Lord. Do your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. That man may not be able to forgive you that sin. That woman may not be able to forgive you that sin. Sometimes you yourself, you look at yourself and you feel, I don't, I don't deserve to be in church. You feel the sin is so grievous and you can't even forgive yourself. But here, he said, come. Come now. Let us reason together. Let's talk about that sin. Let's talk about that sin. And I will, I will, I will make you as white as snow. Make you as white as snow. I will. We will talk together, but it is me who will. God wants you to come to him and tell him, Father, Father, 
I have sinned against you. I know I'm walking in, in, in sin. I know I'm doing what a Christian is not supposed to do. Lord I, have, Lord, I have lost control. I can't control it anymore. It has become the sin that so easily besets me. But Father, I have come to you. Father, I have come to you. And he said, when you come like that to reason with him, do your sin be as red as scarlet it shall be as white as snow he will he's willing to forgive you that sin don't let that guilt sink you down don't let that sin sink you down god is able to forgive no matter your sins he's able to forgive Paul was a murderer, killing the church people, killing the apostles. The people that stoned Stephen put their clothes at the feet of Paul and stoned him and killed him mercilessly. Paul took letters from the authorities to go from church to church to persecute them and to get them killed. But he was so forgiving that he became the greatest apostle. He wrote almost one third of the New Testament. The murderer. The murderer, the persecutor of the church. So that you feel, Lord, I've been an armed robber and I know you will never forgive me. So I can't come to church. Lord, I've committed abortion. You can't forgive me. I've done it so much. You can't forgive me. Lord, I've done this sin. I've committed this sin. Lord, I know that this, you can't forgive me. And Satan will be whispering to you, "Ah, for this one, God cannot forgive you. Ah, for this one, God cannot, cannot forgive you. The blood of Jesus is still speaking on your behalf. The blood of Jesus is still speaking on your behalf. The blood of Jesus is still speaking on your behalf. If only, if only, you can believe that he will forgive you. And you can go before him and ask him to forgive. He will. He will. It doesn't matter who has heard about your sins. It doesn't matter who is gossiping about your sins. If you settle with God, you owe no man an explanation. If you settle with God, you owe no man an apology. If we settle with God, it is settled. Hmm. Number five. He's able to open a new page for you. He's able to open a new page for you. Now, next week when, when I start sharing on, on the Life Changes series, all the things I'll be talking about is that life is like a book. If the pages you are reading is not good, open the next page. And God is a master of opening the next pages. We all have pages in our lives that brought tears to our eyes, that brought bitterness to our hearts, that wounded our souls. We all have those pages. Some of you are still in that page. 
But I want to tell you a story of a man called Mordecai. In Esther chapter 2 verse 21, the Bible says, In those days, while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, so he was a gate man in the palace. A gate man in the palace. Who values a gate man? Who respects a gate man? Mordecai was a gate man. But by Esther chapter 9 verse 4, the Bible says that Mordecai was prominent in the palace. Mordecai was prominent in the palace. His, his reputation spread throughout the provinces and he became more and more powerful. The Bible, the Bible is in chapters. Your life is in chapters. The man who was a great man in chapter 2, by the chapter 9, he had become prominent in the palace. And his reputation spread throughout the provinces. And these provinces were about, the king had about 120 provinces. And it was from India to Ethiopia. That was how big that kingdom was. Nigeria has how many states? 66? 76? 36 states. 36 states. Nigeria has 36, but look at how big Nigeria is. America has 50 states. Look at how big America is. This man has 120 states. The king at the time had 120 states. And Mordecai in chapter 2 was a gate man. By chapter 9, he had become prominent in the palace. And his reputation spread throughout the provinces, throughout the 120 states. His reputation spread. And the Bible said he became more and more powerful. A new page is coming. Ah, 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 ah. I said, you see, this page of singleness where people are mocking you. This page of poverty where people are mocking you and goes about you. This page of failure where people are mocking and, and, and celebrating your downfall. And you, it's, it's only temporary. This page is only temporary. But the God that is able to take Mordecai from the gate and put him and make him the most powerful person. Ah, that same God is the same God you are serving. It's the same God you are serving. When you walk on this aisle and you are coming in with that man to marry you, all those naysayers will bow their heads in shame. You don't have a job. It's only a page. Your husband is running away from you. It's only a page. It is not the whole story. Let them, let, them, let them laugh at you. Let them mock. Let them do all those things. But please believe that God is able to open a new page. Believe it. Believe it. Listen, there are some men who will walk out of your life. Let them go. A better man is coming. A better man is coming. A better man is coming. Let them go. Let them go. A better man is coming. Don't count your cost because God will restore in sevenfold everything that you have lost in that new page. I see a new page coming. That is why our theme for this year is a new season emerging. If you are in the spirit of this church, you will see it. You will feel it. 
And when I was setting this uh, team, COVID-19 had not come. But COVID-19 has brought a new season into the world. People are rethinking business, are rethinking investment, are rethinking it has, everything we have put our faith in. COVID-19 is making us rethink it. A new season will emerge for you. Before the end of this year, a new season will emerge for you. In this current page, you may be a gate man. But in the pages that are about to be opened, you will be prominent, you will be preeminent, and you will be powerful. I, I, how God will do it, I can't tell. But I watched a jailbreak in Nigeria. And I watched this guy's video when the jail broke and this guy came out and he was crying and he was telling somebody, just an allegation. They put me here for four years. Just an allegation. They put me here for four years. And then he laid down on the ground and said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am free. When he was in that prison, he didn't know and SARS demonstration will come and there will be a prison break for him to get out. How God will do it, you don't know. But believe that he will do it. Yeah. But believe that he will do it. You see, you see, if we go looking for, well, um, um, how will he do it? When will he do it? You are limiting him. You are making him a human being because he, 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 time does not control him. He is time. If God says, I will give you water, don't ask him, where is your cup? Because you can be standing there and the water will start filling your stomach. He doesn't need a cup to give you water. People worked for 40 years in the wilderness. Their shoes never worn out. Their shoes never worn out for 40 years. The same shoes never worn out for 40 years. Don't ask me how God can do it. Read your Bible. And the Bible will show you. You see, see, one of the reasons why you must be a Bible student is that when you're a Bible student and you know the Bible and you come through at this school of ministry, you see, it deposits things in you and it reacts. Like, like the antibodies in your, in your body. Do you, know, do, you know, do you know why Corona Corona is not killing us? Because we are more gemmer than the gem Corona. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, our antibodies are strong because, because, ah, you played in gutters, you played chaskele, chaskele, and then it will fall into a gutter, you go and take it. And then, ah, you even find food lying on the ground, you take, you eat. <laughs> Are you here? One day my son, Nana, was sick. We went to hospital, was an infection. The doctor said, the boy is too clean. You must allow him to play out. A little, he's, he's too clean. He needs to awaken his antibodies. You see, when you study the Bible, when you study the Bible, you, you immune yourself. You, you see, now immunization, when they say they are immunizing you, 
they take the weakened part of the of the same virus causing that sickness they take it and use it to inject your body and then when they inject your body there's an antibodies that will rise against it and once those antibodies rise they don't go down again they are just there ready to fight it so anytime so you don't get that sickness again if they immunize you against polio the virus or the bacteria that causes polio you are now you are the antibodies are now ready to fight it anytime it attempts to come to you now anytime you study bible anytime you study bible there are supernatural antibodies that are risen so when the bible is sitting in the inside of you and the trouble is coming as a scripture is triggered to fight that trouble are, are, are you here and, 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 and an attack is coming a scripture is triggered from you and it fights it back and, are, are you here? when you pray you pray for one hour without quoting one scripture without quoting one scripture you are not studying the bible because when you pray, you pray with the bible you pray with the bible and the bible is the inside of you when the bible gets into your spirit it becomes the sword of the spirit it becomes the sword of the spirit so when it is inside you you overcome all you conquer all you lift yourself above all. Ha! Hi. Lay mama. When the Bible it's your immunization injection. Nothing. Nothing in this world. You see, the reason why people are so envious of men of God and they are speaking against us, they simply do not. You cannot. You see, the, the, the spiritual things are foolishness to the carnal mind. We are spiritual men. We live by revelation, not by reality. Every little piece of us contains God's word. When we are confronted with a problem, the helmet of salvation triggers a solution before it hits us for us to worry. Scarcely will you see a true man of God depressed. Scarcely will you see a true man of God worried. Recently, I was told a church building, not the one in um, the central region or something, but a church building, one guy built a church powerful church in Accra here and the check collapsed fortunately there was nobody in the chapel so I, I, I called somebody who is close to him, so how is he feeling he said he's normal he started building the gate and people were trying to go and sympathize with him, he said he's okay he's okay. what is it, the God who gave me the money to build it, will give me the money to build again because you see immediately that happened a scripture would trigger a scripture would trigger when you are empty, listen, in this world you don't fight a physical you, the, the, nothing happens to you by physical means, so you don't respond physically that's why you must be a Bible student and study the Bible whatever happens, something inside you, a scripture, a verse pim, will just trigger hmm He's able to open a new page. 
Number six, he is able to find a place for you in life. When we had a church by the roadside, I always felt that by the time by the time we were looking for our, our land to buy, sprinters would have been bought and you wouldn't get land. There's some of you that's how you think. You are thinking that, hey, when will I get money to to buy land and to build? These sprinters, there is no land on the sprinters, so there is no land. There is no land. There are, do you know there are churches that are buying houses in East Legon and breaking them down and building chapels? Your church is doing that and breaking them down and building chapels. If you go to cantonment area now, 10, uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was no single land in cantonment. Today, people are buying multiple houses in cantonment, breaking them down and building new buildings. You are so depressed. You are so worried. I, so, will God not... Let, let me read this scripture that the Lord showed to me. Deuteronomy 1, verse 33. Who went, that is God, who went in the way before you to search out a place to pitch your tent in? To search out a place to pitch your tent in fire by night to show you what by what way you should go and in a cloud by day you see god went ahead of them sought for a place where they would pitch their tent do you know where you build your mansion god has already chosen it for you where, where you are going to stay permanently god has already chosen it for you before i came to sprinters road every building i have bought every land i have bought God, before the foundation of the earth, had gone ahead of me and had sought for those places for me to pitch my tent. Recently, I wanted to buy some properties outside the Sprinters Road. The Lord came to my room and said, I came ahead of you, sought for a place for you to pitch your tent, and you want to approve the tent and go? Don't go where I have not chosen for you. So I brought you here. He said, what you have and what you have gotten on this land. Did you ever imagine and believed 22 years ago that you were going to get them? You are worried about tomorrow. You are worried about how you and your family and your children will survive tomorrow. You are worried. You are worried about tomorrow. Are you? Are you worried about tomorrow? God has taken care of the next 10 years. God has taken all you have to do is to believe. All you have to do is to believe. The whole Christian faith is based on belief. You just have to believe. You just have to believe. If you can't believe it, where God sought for you, your enemies will take over. For 400 years, the Jews were in slavery. 
Some men were working on some land. They were preparing those lands for the Jews. Because God had said to Abraham, leave your father's house and I will give you a land and I will show you where to go. And God has shown Abraham the land and Abraham had walked on the land barefooted. His people are there. Even now, they are there. All the countries around them, all the Arab countries around them are in war. They've destroyed their destiny and they wanted to destroy Israel. Their whole aim is that Israel should be wiped off the surface of the earth. And yet, in the Middle East, Israel is the strongest country there now. Why? God pitched a tent there for them. If God pitches a tent for you, no man can remove you. I see you locating your divine location. Ah, 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 ah. Where God had gone ahead for you, I see you locating it before the year ends. If you believe, say a proper amen. You are not going to keep renting houses for the rest of your life. You are not. I prophesy to you, you are not. Hmm. And this scripture has been one of the scriptures I have used. I keep praying. Say, Lord, where are the next places where I will pitch my tents? Show me. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Number seven, finally. Number seven, that can serve you communion. He's also able to punish you. He's also able to punish you. Hebrews 12 verse 7. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? Hey. So sometimes that hardship, that small hardship, that big hardship, that middle-sized hardship, that medium hardship, Sometimes God uses it as discipline. One day I was doing some business with some school and they wanted a place to put some money for me. Kevin was then in London and I asked them to put it in Kevin's account. So they put the money in Kevin's account. I got to London and asked my son, can you please sign my money for me? He said, Daddy, I'm coming. You are coming how? It's my money, please. I need my money. And I programmed myself for the money. The boy has chopped the money. <laughs> I had monthly allowances for him. So I calculated how many months I had to withdraw the monthly allowances. And I withdrew it. So for months, I was not sending him money. The mother went to visit him. And the mother went. He had no food. He had no soaps. No toilet rolls. Nothing. Mother called me from there. Honey, your son will die. Why are you doing this? Your son will die. I said, the money you have is for your medical expenses. If you like, give it to him and die. <laughs> Don't touch that money. You know why? A true father disciplines a child. And sometimes, 
the father allows you to go through hardship so that you can appreciate it. The hardship you are going through sometimes is not caused by demons. It is caused by the father himself. He will let you go through. Don't let anybody bring you down and say that it's because you are a bad person. That's why you are suffering. It's because, it's because you did this. That's why you are suffering. It's because you are cursed. That's why you are suffering. Sometimes people who are a bit successful want you to know that they are special people and you are not. There are some hardship. They are meant for discipline. And it helps you to cultivate good behaviors. We've been through, mommy and I. The reason why, no matter how God lifts me, I'm still that ordinary Yofi boy is because the hardship I endured humbled me. Humbled me. So you need to look at the way you look at hardship. Yeah. You need to look at the way you look at hardship. You look at hardship. Here is me who left Ghana poor, and I was still poor in Europe. I finished school, I had no money. In Europe, can you imagine me standing by a bathroom waiting for one of my colleagues to finish taking his bath, and when he's getting out, I ask him to pour shampoo on my soap, on my sponge. In Europe. Then God gives me a scholarship to go to um, um, Sweden and then I got, I got a missionary job in England. I had both. Then God sends an angel to my room whilst I was praying and said everything I created have their own place of abundance. Trees will bear fruit on earth and fish. Trees will bear fruit on land and fish will multiply in sea. Europe is your place of abundance. Go back to Ghana. I said, Lord, then why did you give me a scholarship and a job as a missionary? He said, there will always be, I will always give you an opportunity to choose between me and something. To choose between me and something. If I'm the only one available for you, you can't prove that you are, you love me. You can't prove that you love me. Sometimes a man comes to propose to you and you really feel special. Of all the women in this church came to propose to me. It makes you feel special. That's how sometimes God wants to feel. Of all the things available, you chose me, God. It makes God feel special. Then I came to Ghana. Lived there in an uncompleted building here. I suffered. That pain, that hardship, Mummy and I endured. Was not caused by Satan. It was not caused by demons. It was part of our growth process. It was part of the process for God to produce a certain product. You are a product in the making. Let no man just believe that God is able to protect. God is able to provide. God is able to. But whatever, no matter what you're going through, don't lose your faith. Don't lose your faith in God. Don't lose your faith in God. And don't lose the faith in yourself to come out. Don't give it up. God grace some people to have good husbands. And then they'll be trying to teach you 
how to marry your husband and let you feel you're a bad wife. That's why your husband is doing that. God can bring a man. I was talking to a woman. A woman. I was talking to a woman whose husband walked out of her and left a child for him her, in the U.S. The woman was crying. I had to do everything to take care of this child alone. Me alone. Me alone. I told the woman, God doesn't trust that man to raise this boy together with you. It's a calling on this boy. It will take the love of a woman the, your godliness that you have the love that you have for jesus to raise this boy to love jesus the same way if the man is stayed in your life you can't raise the boy the way you are raising him. i said let the man go for the sake of this boy don't ever pray for him to come back don't ever cry over him god just took that man out of your life because he doesn't want the man to be part of the raising of this of your son I lost my job in the COVID. So, so all these things, all these things, I lost my job in the COVID. I lost my job in the COVID. God is preparing you. Most entrepreneurs became entrepreneurs because they have no job to do. People leave the university and they want to work in the bank. They go around looking for bank to work, bank to work, bank to work. They don't get it. They start Susu Company and it grows. They start selling. Um, bread and it becomes a one bread and everybody is going for it if when that guy finished university he got job immediately he would not have gone to start the a one bread and your hardship as discipline god bless you love you all love you all god bless you for coming to church i pray that you will